It's really important to vocalize appreciation and gratitude. I really do prioritize that. Like I don't always have the energy to show him in a thousand ways how much I love him, but I can certainly tell him every day how much he means to me and how thankful I am for him. That's Jackie Waller, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm Kara Duffy, a business coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you live your most extraordinary life by showing you anything is possible. People who have mastered freedom, ease, and success, who are living their best and most ridiculous lives and who are making an impact are often people you've never heard of until now. Powerful ladies are a lot of things. Professionals, daughters, sisters, moms, wives, podcasters, business owners, athletes, chefs, finance, logistics, etc., etc. We're usually all of those things in one day alone. In today's episode, I sit down with Jackie, co-host of the Beauty, Bags, and Bravo podcast, to break down all the roles we have, how we need our circle of support, why honoring each other on a daily basis matters, and why Bravo TV might just be our best therapy. Plus, Jackie shares a few of her top beauty secrets from the podcast. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Thank you. I am excited to be here. Let's jump in right away and tell everyone your name, where you are in the world, and what you're up to. My name is Jackie Waller, and I'm currently in St. Clemente as of like a week ago. I just moved. Um, And what I'm up to is recovering from a move with two kids, two babies. I have a one and two-year-old, and we're living at my parents' until our house is done. So everything is chaotic and beautiful, and there's three generations of strong women under one household. (laughs) So I feel like I'm on the right podcast right now. (laughs) And what are you doing when you're not in mom mode? Mm -hmm. I feel like that is kind of the beauty of mom is like, I'm never not in mom mode. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's a separate discussion, (laughs) Um, but I work. I work full time. I also have a podcast and I'm a wife. I take that job seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, as we should, but I feel like you know, that in itself requires time. So, and I'm giving myself a new title as of like this week. I want to be a general contractor when I grow up, I've decided. (laughs) So I'm going to our new house every day and, you know, yeah, I'm too involved probably, but it's one of my passions. I love interior design. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, I can't help it to be honest. I understand that. Um, What do you do for work and what is your podcast? Okay. For work, I'm a project manager for a market research company, um, which either sounds really interesting to some people or really boring to others. (laughs) Like some people are like, no way. I'm like, yeah. Um, We do research for all sorts of companies, automotive, beer, Mm -hmm. wine, Apple, Disney, like you name it. Everybody wants to know what their consumers are thinking. Oh yeah. So it is actually really interesting to me because I like being part of that process. I feel like the cool thing about market research, if there is anything, is technology has not figured out how to take or like, it can't replicate human opinion, I guess. And that sort of just reminds me how relevant this field is, is like a computer can't tell you exactly why they liked that car or what they would change. So it's just a field that's really remained dominant throughout Mm -hmm. the decades, really. Um, And I love it. I like brands wanting to know what we think. So 
yeah, I'm, I, I get excited over my work. <laughs> and then my podcast is like completely different. I mean, 180, it's called Beauty Bags and Bravo. And we, me and one of my best friends decided to start it because every week we were like, we have to sort of like carve out this time to talk about our favorite things, which are beauty products, fashion, and then Bravo. I'm a housewife junkie. And so those are the things we go over every week and we give product recommendations and then fashion items that we're loving. And then we talk about the bitches of Bravo. Do you know that we previously had as guests the host of Bitch Sesh? No. Are you joking me? Yes. Oh my God. Danielle or Casey? Both. They're on together. Really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Oh my God. I can't wait to go back and listen. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's cool. How were they? They were amazing. I was crying, yeah. laughing. Um, go listen to it because there's a whole conversation about burying people with Coke. So like oh. can of Coke, not the drugs. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was like, God, I'm surprised somebody let that go underground. Oh my God. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, wow. I'll link in the show notes what episode it is and I'll yeah. send you a link to it too. But yeah, they were so great. Um, it's always blows my mind the variety of, of women who are a yes to being on the podcast. And it's always fun when you get someone, people go, wait, no, I know them. Because so yeah. often, like we op- the opener of this podcast is people you don't know until now, right? Right. Because so often people doing cool shit, not enough people know about, which is why right. we exist. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. So it's, I want to go into this podcast part because obviously we're on a podcast. Podcasts yeah, are fun. They are fun. So many people have said, we should have just been recording this conversation. Yeah. How did you and your friend decide, actually, we are going to record it? Um, I think it was, I kind of was the precipice for it. I think for me, I've always had a creative outlet, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, for most of my young adult life, I was acting And then I was doing improv and there was always, or I was making headbands. I was always doing something creative. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of stopped just because life and kids and marriage and I'd find outlets, but I realized I need something more regular. And, you know, I don't know if everybody thinks podcasts are creative. You probably do. It's a medium and it's a medium to express. And that's what I was missing. And I've always sort of fallen into the, I like to be heard more than seen category. Mm -hmm. That's why I loved improv because I could be a character. You know, it was like, I didn't have to be me up there, which was great for me as an Mm -hmm. actor. So the podcast in that realm and that world was something that I really like attached to the idea of because I could kind of sink into being heard. Um, Not that I have anything (laughs) profound to say. (laughs) Um, but it doesn't matter. We all like to, you know, be heard or seen or something. Yeah. I think everybody has that. So I just decided to go for it. And my husband's pretty techie. So at first I was leaning on him to like, you set it all up and I'll just, I'll just chat. And then I realized quickly like, oh no, I got to figure it out. Like, yeah, I can't, you know, pass this off to him. So my friend was on board and we're just two chatty Cathy's and I think it's easy when you talk about things that you genuinely enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. So it was fun. We just did it. And it's only been a couple, maybe four months, but Mm -hmm. we do it every week. And it's a commitment, as you know, right? Yes. Easier said than done, but it's been really fun. Like at the end of the night, we do it at night. We're just both smiling and like, that was so fun. So that's why (laughs) I know we should keep going. I feel like we have like 25 listeners and I'm like, you know, talking to them specifically because I know who most of them are. But I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of like 
if we build it, they will come, you know? <laughs> well, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Smartless. Oh, okay. It's uh, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. And they launched it during COVID. And it's one of the top podcasts in the world now. Like, it's just, it's so good. And it's just them mostly making fun of each other and then talking to a guest. Um, but I love that they always are like, hey, listener. Hey, one listener. Yeah. Even today, they're like, there's just one. And we're just that, talking to you and that's all we need. So hi, one listener today. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. Well, I can relate. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you opened up this conversation in a way that I thought was really unique about how you really see your different roles all as jobs. Like you have a job of mother, a job of wife, your day job, your podcast job. You probably also have a job called daughter. So yeah. How do you, how have you approached each of those roles and how do you integrate them into the one person that you are? Uh, I, I always think of it. I say jobs and that's interesting. You say that. I don't think that's a negative thing because it is yeah. work, right? Like mm -hmm. it does. I think sometimes job gets a bad rap, but it is work and it doesn't mean it's not fulfilling and that I don't love it, but there it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really don't know where one starts and one ends, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's fully healthy, but that's just me. Like I answer work emails at 10 a.m. and 10 at night. I answer, you know, I'm just like kind of always on, mm -hmm. but I also have my kids while I work. So I feel that flexibility and I mm -hmm. pick up my daughter in the middle of the day and I do my podcast at night and my boss knows about, it. you know what I mean? Like I kind of, yeah. am, I think one thing I am is transparent about mm -hmm. all of them. And communication is really important for me, whether it's to my husband, to my mom, to my dad, asking for help, because mm -hmm. I really can't do everything perfectly at all. Yeah. Um, and I think as a woman, that even is something I experience more than my husband does, is just taking ownership of so many things, so many mm -hmm. areas of our lives. And I'll tell him sometimes it's the mental load that sometimes gets to me. It's not even what I'm actually doing. It's like, I'm thinking, I've been thinking about picture day for preschool for four fucking days. And I'm yeah. just like, my daughter has really curly hair. How am I going to tame that shit on the day of, you know, like <laughs> you think he's been thinking about her hair for four days and is it a big deal? No. Did she look amazing? Yes. Like a little lioness, but that's okay. You know, or at least, but, but sometimes I do. I think it's like the mental load of it all and balancing it for me is being really clear and communicative about what it is I need, or even mm -hmm. just saying, ah, it's a lot right now. Yeah. And my husband will be like, take a breath, just breathe, take a break. And that alone alleviates sometimes more stress than I even realize. So mm -hmm. I think it's just being transparent about it all and not expecting yeah. to be perfect at it all either. I think that's something that women are so hard on ourselves about. Mm -hmm. You know, there I had a woman on recently and we were talking about breaking free from all of the good girl training that we mm -hmm. had as a through our culture and generations mm -hmm. as women. And then that part of the good girl training is that things are perfect. They're neat, they're tidy, they're done the right time, the right way, the right, you know, we don't in, we don't impact things negatively, only positively. Mhm. Mm did you have to give up the perfect problem solving or were you forced to give it up? I have given it up partially because I think society ingrained that in me, but I will mm -hmm. say that I feel really lucky that I have always been messy yeah. <laughs> and, and not in my space, but mm -hmm. just in my life. It was kind of praised in my house. 
my mom's this strong Greek woman and she might, you know, kind of ingrain this, like, we're tough, we're strong, we're women, we do what we want. Sometimes too, like, my husband will be like, okay, we get it. You know, like, sometimes <laughs> to an extreme, but I didn't really have that good girl pressure until yeah. I went to school. Mm-hmm. Like school is where I really learned it. And then I'd come home and I would cry every day. And my parents were like, why do you cry every day? And now as an adult, I realized there was a release mm-hmm. because I was such a good girl at school that I just needed, not that I wanted to be bad, but it's just like hard to be fucking perfect all day, right? Yeah. And get really good grades and get along with everybody and do what the teacher says. And I get home and I'd be like, right? It was just like yeah. a buildup. And I see that now the same sort of trait. Like when I'm too forced to be within the lines and in mm-hmm. this box, I want to go, ah, and crap, you know? Yeah. And I still do. Like, I mean, I was telling my friend Sharon on our podcast, like Gigi started preschool and I just, I fucking cried the first four days because she cried. Like I couldn't help it. And yeah. it was a lot. And I'm also like, that's okay. And I had friends being like, I can't believe you cried. Like, you know, I thought you had everything so together. And I cried too. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I cried. It was so hard. And it's just like their shock made me be like, we should talk about this more. Like it's okay to cry and also be okay. Right. Like, yeah, you can be both at the same time. You can be both at the same time. And I think reinforcing Mm -hmm. that, like, good girl, we got to stay in the lines. It's hard. It's too hard. Mm -hmm. We got to get a little messy. Like this is my analogy of who I am. And it is the truth. The front of my hair is always brushed, but never the back because I can't see. <laughs> so I don't really care. And like, if it bothers you, that's a you problem. You know what I mean? Like I can't be bothered with the back of my head. So. No, that's, uh, I, that's what I miss about having like girlfriend roommates because mm-hmm. they would make sure that your hair actually did look normal to leave yeah. the house or like yeah. your mom would. Uh-huh. And then like living by yourself or living with a guy, you're like, I don't know who's looked at the back of my head in like weeks. Like- right. No, that's true. <laughs> or like I only ever clip one bra strap, like the mm-hmm. back of it. I don't know why. I just, I can't even be bothered with the second. And all through college, my friends always like, you know, you're just like changing whatever. They'd always yeah. clip the back of my bra strap. And since I've been married, I'm like, no one ever does that second strap anymore. <laughs> that's just the way it is. You just... Girlfriends are irreplaceable. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God for them. Well, that's a great segue into what does powerful ladies mean to you mm. and how have powerful ladies changed your life and your trajectory? Mm. They mean a lot to me. I mean, my girlfriends are my, they're such a steadfast in my life. Most of them I've had since, you know, before high school, since our early teens. And they're still my best friends. And I literally count on them for everything. I really do. And I think that's what gets us all through this, especially like this early motherhood phase where we have these babies and it's amazing. It really is amazing. And it's really hard too. You know, it's just both. And having my friends that I can be really raw and vulnerable with and them being really raw and vulnerable with too is like, that is what gets me through. It makes me feel like everything is okay. Um, One of my best friends is a really strong, powerful woman in sports. And I look, it's so funny because she looks to me like, help me get dressed. Like, what should I wear? And I'm like, okay, let's do your outfits (laughs) for the week. And yeah, I'm like, 
dude, you're running shit at work and like you need help getting dressed. And I love that we can compliment each other like that. I'll go to her and be like, okay, I need to strategically do this. Or how should I ask for this at work? Like, what can I do to sort of advance in A, B, or C? But it's just such a nice duality to have, Mm -hmm. to know each other's also weaknesses and strengths and not hold it against each other, but like build each other up. I'm never like, why can't you figure out your outfits? I'm like, yeah, that's my job. You know, you do you. You got important shit to do. I'll cover those bases, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's my other friend like designs kitchens and I'm like, okay, we're, this is where I need you. Step in. It's like, we're always kind of tapping each other in and out depending on what we need. Mm-hmm. And I think part of our vulnerabilities and just being transparent with each other has enabled our strengths to sort of rise. And mm-hmm. so we use each other as like a team. And it's like, you never, it really does feel like a village when you surround yourself with powerful women. It's it's like my biggest asset in life, I think, are my girlfriends, for yeah. sure. Well, I'm, I'm telling all of my clients all the time, you need a coach, if not multiple coaches, and you need a community. And yeah. being an entrepreneur can be so lonely, just like mm-hmm. being a mom can be so lonely, mm-hmm. or just being a person can be so lonely. And right. this illusion that I think women also carry a lot that we have to do it by ourselves yeah. is another one of those bullshit things. I'm like, who told us that? Yeah. Who said that we couldn't ask for help? We couldn't require, like a friend, uh, one of my new clients is also, who's a friend, we've been friends for a long time, said that she's breaking down the idea of what it means to be a diva. Mm. Because we think if we need a glam squad, if we need someone to do our hair, if we need someone to like bring us water or like for crying out loud, if I don't have someone bring me beverages or food during the day, like it yeah. doesn't happen half the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there's an opportunity to to reclaim that diva word and be like, hold on, for you to live your best life in your zone of genius, which you talked about for you and your friends, you're all in your zone, you know your mm-hmm. strengths. If we all just stayed in our zones of genius and worked together the way that you and your girlfriends are, like how much easier would life be for crying out loud? easier. And it would, I think it would be, we would go farther. Like this is kind of a random example, but I think it really hits the nail on the head. Like probably eight years ago, me and three girlfriends were, were driving to Sun Valley, Valley, Idaho. And it was a long drive. And there was four of us in the car and the driver was from Sun Valley. And she's like, it's kind of a unique town, you guys. Like don't come in too hot. You know, you got to like <laughs> blend in with the locals. And so we're like all talking in the car. We have like 14 hours ahead of us. And she's like, she's the driver. And she's like, I'll be the protector. You know, I'll get us into the places. I'll make sure we're all together. And my other best friend was in the passenger seat and she's like the navigator. Like we couldn't get anywhere without her. She's guiding the car. Mm-hmm. And my other friend who works in sports, who's just like, she's a powerhouse. She's like, she is like, doing the reservation. She's booking the car. She's getting, she mm-hmm. is like the connector. She's doing yeah. all the, like, this is where we should eat. This is where we should go. I'll call mm-hmm. this person. And I'm like, fuck guys, I don't really know what my role is. Like we got a protector. <laughs> we got someone getting us there. And then we got someone, once we get there, they like connect us. And they're like, Jack, you're the fun. You pull up that <laughs> trivia and you make 15 <laughs> hours fly by. And I'm like, I'm the fun. I'm going to keep it light. I'm going to keep us going. And honestly, like, we just leaned into those roles and had the week of our lives. Like we had yeah. the best time. And I'm like, it's really just because we were like, where do you shine? And we gave each other permission to fucking shine, you know? Yes. And like, didn't worry about the fact that I can't get out of a cardboard box. Like 
they were like, you're not <laughs> obviously the navigator. So like, great. I don't have to bear that burden, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, I just feel like divide and conquer, like, yes, know your strengths and lean into those and don't really worry about the weaknesses, you know? Mm-hmm. And as a team, you do better, right? You do better. You have more fun. As you yeah. said, it's, it's lighter. Yeah. You know, um, after when Roe v. Wade was overturned a couple mm-hmm. months ago, my and I woke up to that news. Mm-hmm. My first reaction wasn't political motivated. Mm-hmm. It was fuck something else on the to do list. Like mm-hmm. I don't need something else on the to do list. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, as a society, we've been going through this growing pains of not feeling like we're dividing and conquering the things that matter in life. Mm-hmm. Like we have to read all the food labels ourselves again. I'm like, I thought that's what the FDA was for. Like right. we have to like, we have to check the source of all of our beauty products and our food. Yeah. And where did that cow come from? And I don't, what, like, there's so many things that we want to be the new level of expectations. And we feel like we can't rely on the people who used to be experts mm-hmm. to help us. So again, the burden of us as individuals, and I think definitely us as women who care mm-hmm where did the food come from? And, you know, Mm -hmm. all the things that women care about is what are we going to do about hair on photo day? Let alone, what are we eating for the next? Yeah. Or what's in the hair products? Is it going to hurt our our daughters? Right. There's so many things. And so I think that there's this collective exhaustion of that mental Mm -hmm. to-do list you were talking about earlier, where like our decision fatigue is maxed out. What we Mm -hmm. have to worry about is maxed out. And the only solution we have is to find these smaller communities that we can be like, okay, are we a tribe now? Because I need yeah. a tribe and yeah. I can't think about all this shit. Otherwise I will stay awake 24 seven mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and die in early death. And that's not the game we're playing. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I mean, it's, it's the first thing you said, I actually thought was pretty inspiring that you felt like that was on your to-do list and just mm-hmm. taking that ownership of it, I think is so important. And I don't think enough of us have done that maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe we have, and we're just not seeing the change yet. But I think with everything, taking ownership of that being a me problem instead of a them problem is half the battle. Like making that on our to-do list. Unfortunately, we have to, you know, collectively. It's an, I I just, I thought that was a good way of saying it because it really does sort of hammer down the the ownership. I think it's missing from this whole thing. It's like, this is affecting all of us, you know, Mm -hmm. and we need to care for everything to your point. And yeah, it's a lot. It really is a lot. And I I do agree with the sentiment that we need each other to lean on. And that really is how we're going to make change. I think in our own lives, the minutia and the large, right? Like we, Mm -hmm. we have to lean on each other and like we die alone, you know, in that instance, it's just like, we can't do this alone to your point. It really does take a tribe. And I think that's what um, a lot of us are getting caught up in also with how culturally community-based and, and politics are all being mixed in this funny way right now. Because if you leave 10 women in a room by themselves, like we're going to figure out how we can like get out of the room. Like yeah. get, how do we get out of this box? And there's so much of the, not just us taking ownership of what we don't like or care about, but assuming that like, we're not going to help the people next to us. Like since when? Yeah. Like what? No. Like if, if someone on our street, our, our one block, if somebody on our block had a family tragedy or was sick or didn't have any food or their water was out or they didn't have power mm-hmm. for the day, everyone on the street would be like, no, we got you. 
Yeah. And I don't understand why when we start to scale that, that suddenly we don't, we're like, oh, well, that's not my problem. Like, go figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I think part of it though is it was like that, our street. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. if you need something on your street, your neighbors are there for you. I don't yeah. really know if that collectively is the same as it was. I think mm-hmm. that's changing. And I think that might be part of the bigger landscape is yeah. we used to rely on each other's neighbors or our neighbors a lot mm-hmm. more than I think we do now. And honestly, we just moved in to a neighborhood and they were like, we want to throw you a little welcome to the neighborhood party. And I'm like, what? Why do they want to do that? You know, like <laughs> my guard was kind of up and it was amazing. Right. And like, yeah. I really felt like, oh, I'm so happy to be home and to feel this mm-hmm. collective energy on our street of everyone was so kind and so sweet and shout out to Nancy and Alan in their late seventies. They see me and my husband moving boxes in and Alan's like, we'll be right over to help you. I'm like, we got it, Alan. (laughs) Like I was worried. I didn't want Alan lifting a box. You know, I'm going to like lean into the fact he'll never hear this, but he shouldn't be leaning, like (laughs) lifting boxes. But his instinct and that generation was not even asking, I'll Mm -hmm. be right over. Yeah. That blew my mind. And I think that's even, especially my parents' generation experienced that. I grew up with our neighbors. We were so close to them. And, mm-hmm. and we've sort of utilized that in the different homes we've been to, but I'm guilty of it. Sometimes like I'll kind of, oh shoot, people are outside. I'm going to avoid it. Kids yeah. kind of break you of that mm-hmm. because you people to love your kids that live near you. And so you kind of go outside those I don't know. You you don't hide. I think you Mm -hmm. can't. Maybe in my case, you can't with my two kids. There's no hiding. (laughs) But it really does create a safer, better, more communicative like environment. One that honestly, I would do so much for my neighbors to your point. Why Mm -hmm. isn't that spreading more? And that almost is like, we got to narrow it down and be kinder and sweeter and, and more compassionate to our neighbors. And then hopefully that will grow exponentially, but there is a disconnect there for sure. Something is amiss. Well, in the last block that I lived on, we were, it was very varied in ages and demographics mm-hmm. and who had kids and who didn't. Even like political parties were clearly different based on what signs would be out on what street. Sure. But the second that there was some like a weird noise outside, everybody went outside. Yeah. Like you had extra lemons. My neighbor, would, I'd come home, there'd be a bag of lemons on my doorstep. So um, sweet oh, hey, we're bringing the telescope out. Come on over, everybody. Like, it was so, like, I literally went across the street to my neighbors when I was moving out and I said goodbye and I bawled. And they're like, are you okay? And I was moving out because I was also ending a relationship. And they're like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. You'll, like, you'll find someone. I'm like, that's not why I'm crying. I'm crying because of you. Because of you. (laughs) Fuck him. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It's true. It's hard. It's so great. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's a community. It really does hit home yeah. when you find that. It's yeah. There's nothing else. There's like safety in that. It really, there's not much else that feels more comfortable than being surrounded by people that you like and love, really. Yeah, and it, it's, it makes it a completely different experience. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I think when we get so caught up in our little circle of like what's happening, it it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy of, or loop of, it's just us. It's just us. It's mm-hmm. just us. Mm-hmm. And the second that you are able to open that up and 
pivot from what do I need to how do I help? Like Mm -hmm. there's so many shifts in how can I be of service and you don't even have to ask that some days, right? Like, you know, we've met through Danae. Yeah. And I, part of the reason I picked the new place I live in is because it was a block yeah. from her. And I'm like, oh, this will be great if I need someone to let out the dog or, yeah. you know, whatever. There's someone right there. I'll feel safer. Like if I'm having a bad day, I can walk over. Yeah. And there's just, a, there's a difference when you can literally see someone in person also. Yeah. And rely on them and just know they're there. A hundred percent. I agree completely. There is a comfort to that. And it really does transpire in all areas of your life, knowing that you're surrounded by people that support you. It really Mm -hmm. is important. I love that. We were neighbors. (laughs) We were. We were. I know. And like, we know each other through our neck, my next door neighbor or past. I mean, we moved. That was a really hard. That was the hardest part of moving for us is Mm -hmm. leaving our mutual friends and our daughters became best friends. Yeah. And that is really hard is just Mm -hmm. even explaining to my daughter what moving is and how that changes. And luckily she's young enough where she doesn't fully realize Mm -hmm. that like, oh, we don't live next door to them anymore, but she's just asking for her every day, you know, which is, which is sweet. I'm like, we're going to FaceTime, you know, and we'll keep their relationship alive because it's so important to us, you know? So yeah, it's just goodbye. It's not, it's not a, I don't know. It's not forever, but it's hard. It's hard leaving good neighbors. It really is. It is. So what I'm curious about too, is like with the relationships you built with your girlfriends and the other powerful Mm -hmm. ladies in your life, how have you set up your relationship with your husband so that Mm -hmm. it can be as extraordinary and, but on a different level with him? My husband, my husband is the best thing I've ever done in life. I could say that without a doubt. I don't know what I did to deserve him or like, but I do literally feel like I won the lottery and I don't say that lightly Um, because it's like, of course we're in like love and all that's great, but it really is just the person itself Mm -hmm. who I married. He's pretty extraordinary. Um, But I do, I do look at it as, I think I look at our relationship now that we have two little kids before it was pretty easy. Like, just spending time together, um, mm-hmm. talking, all those things. They came really naturally, you know, like shocker. <laughs> um, now I'm like, shit, I forgot to ask you how your day was. You know, mm-hmm. like we're just in like, we're in the the thick of it right now. And we acknowledge that. We say it like we'll, we'll lay in bed sometimes and just remind each other like we're in the thick of it. You know, we had like yeah. a newborn and a two-year-old and that was just fucking crazy. I was like, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe people had more than one kid. Like, how did they do it? <laughs> I was just like, what? (laughs) Why didn't anyone tell me this is so fucking hard? Um, But then it gets a little easier, you know, Mm -hmm. like everything, right? You get used to it. And I think even for us, our relationship, it's just checking in and like feeling moments with each other, whether it's about Mm -hmm. the kid or kids or each other, you know, Um, there was a meme and like I sent it to him and I'm like, nothing is more accurately describing the state of our relationship right now. And the meme was like this woman and it's like, she's in the kitchen. It was like three o'clock and she winks at her husband like, Hey baby, like later on. And then it's like eight o'clock and she's like passed out on the couch. And I'm like, we're, we're <laughs> not more connected than at like 3 PM. Like when we still have energy, you know, but I'll just be like, let's hug, you know, or let's mm-hmm. just feel moments because yeah. those add up mm-hmm. and like might not get a date night every night right now or every week right now. Like we're trying, we're getting there and moving closer to my parents will help, but it's taking moments or like, 
mm-hmm. you know, be like, let's just, will you give me a hug? Like not forgetting to do those things or hugging him. Yeah. And also for us, I, it's really important just to vocalize appreciation and gratitude. I really do prioritize that. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I don't always have the energy to show him in a thousand ways how much I love him, but I can certainly tell him every day how much he means to me and how thankful yeah. I am for him. And I think people forget to do that. Yes. Or maybe they don't. I don't know, but I I do remind myself just to say, oh, I'm so lucky I have you. Thank you for being such mm-hmm. a great dad and husband and partner and working so hard for our family. And I try to say that every day because I genuinely mean it. So why mm-hmm. shouldn't I express it? And I think he receives it. You know, I think yeah. that matters. Like you just, to my point earlier, sometimes you need to be seen or heard and seeing yeah. other people as part of our job to acknowledging their presence and their hard work, I think is important as a partner. I talk a lot about the biz- the five lo- love languages uh-huh. with my business clients in the sense of how those same love languages are what we want to receive everywhere, including at work. Uh-huh. And one of, if I could add a love language into it, because the five are acts of service, quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, and gifts. Mm-hmm. Those are the five. Obviously, physical touch doesn't apply in the business setting. Right. But it, it did. And <laughs> it now did. we're in the water. That's why we are where we are right now. Yeah, it did. And hopefully all of you cashed out who had to deal with that. Yeah, seriously. Um, but the one that I think we miss sometimes is, is being seen. Mm-hmm. And there's just different people in our lives. And they don't need to be a romantic partner. But there's different people who... When you feel seen by somebody, it changes everything about how you feel about yourself and about how you relate to the world, not just that person. Right. And I think that's something that we we don't ask ourselves enough, like who actually sees us mm-hmm. and gets us. And to your point, who have we acknowledged that we see? Mm-hmm. You know, I love the, you know, in yoga the word, just the word namaste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think like, I'll say that to people sometimes and they're like, okay, yeah, namaste. I'm like, no, no, really? No. And I'll, I'll yeah. say the English translation. Yeah. The like, spirit in me recognizes <laughs> the spirit in you. Like I feel that yeah. too so strongly. Yeah. I want to say that to so many people throughout the day. Like yeah. I see you. Yeah. And I, you know, so I guess it's a reminder to me this conversation of like just saying it to more people, mm-hmm. even if it's like, like I, I try to be really generous out and if there's a mom at a grocery store struggling yeah. and be like, you know, what do you need? Yeah. Like, do you need me to grab whatever over here and like yeah. count it right now? I can. Like it's it's for me, it'll take four seconds. Yeah. It means like, a lot. Yeah. Because there's so many people are in the swirl of things yeah. and we're all going to be in the swirl at some point. Yeah. And different reasons. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just, it's not even obvious, you know, mm-hmm. like, which... Is just a whole nother thing, but I think those acts go so far. They really do. It's like, you don't know what people are going through. I mean, I said it today at preschool and then after I was like, was I embarrassing? And I, <laughs> I am not lying to you. It was my exact conversation. I'm not just saying it's because it's like so applicable now, but me and this other mom moved from Costa Mesa to San Clemente a mm-hmm. week apart. And we were like, wow, oh. that's so strange. She's the room mom. And like, I mm-hmm. promised myself I wouldn't be the room mom. And I got a little tipsy and I was like, oh help you. I'm like, damn it. But anyways, um, I saw her today and I'm like, are you in? And she's like, I'm like, essentially was like, I'm going crazy. She has three kids. One's a baby and her husband works really late and they have no help down here. And she's like, I'm forgetting things. Like 
I don't, you know, leaving doors open, keys in the car, I leave my credit card everywhere. And I'm like, it's so hard. Like I couldn't even mm-hmm. tell her it's okay. I'm just like moving. It's so hard. Like, yeah. And when you're in the thick of it, I mean, it's all relative. I realize there's bigger things going on, but in this particular moment, it's a big thing in her life. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, it's, you got it. You know? And then I'm walking away and I'm like, I see you swear <laughs> to God. And I'm just like, I want her to know, like, it's fucking hard and yeah. it's okay. There's, and I can't fix it. Right. I'm not going to go over there and watch your kids. I'm not going to move a box in her house right now, but I'm also just letting her know, like, you got this, like somehow in some way. And also I see that it's really hard and it is. And that's all I can really do is just acknowledge where you're at. You know, it's like running a marathon next to someone. I can't run it for you, but I can high five you. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I can point out the water station. Like, yeah, that's it. that's That's it. No, it and it, this, you know, expanding on what you were talking about before about how hard we are on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like the only job as a mother that you actually can't mess up, like you just need to make like the kids mm-hmm. are the kids okay. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And 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 it becomes like, of course, the kids are okay. And it's like, yeah, but there's so many kids that aren't. I know. Like, when do we get to just be like, yes, gold star mom. Yeah. Made it through another morning, lunch, yeah. afternoon, dinner. I yeah. <laughs> Bath like, time. Right. Those small accomplishments. Because they yeah. are. They're accomplishments. I mean, I forgot her lunch last week. Yeah. You know, how did that feel? Shitty. But yeah. like, it's fine. You know, like <laughs> also the teacher's like, don't worry. We had snacks. Like they covered my bases, you know, like, and just forgiving myself. I was pretty hard on myself. Like, how the fuck did that happen? Mm -hmm. Um, But it does. And whatever, she was fine. You know, we had Mm -hmm. like those nets, but to your point, like at the end of the day, sometimes it's just like, we did it. Everyone's good. I think that's why it's so hard when they're so young, because not only is your job to care for them, but just to keep them alive. Like, that's what's so hard is when they're babies and they're toddlers, they're constantly doing shit. That's like, really fucking dangerous. I'm just like, Jesus, I saved your life 14 times today. Like (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. And then on top of that, the, like the, all the stress and like your, um, your nervous system, like just being Mm -hmm. taxed all day long Mm -hmm. because you went from like, Oh my God. Okay. We got, Oh my God. Like over and over and over again. Over and over and over. Yeah. It's kind part of the art, I think it's even staying calm in that. Like that's yeah. my practice is like trying to, I'm always like, be a fucking yogi, be a fucking yogi. Like <laughs> try to harness that because they mm-hmm. stay calmer. But that in itself is like, it's work, you know? And yes. I do like that analogy. Like when you have so many balls in the air, you have to remember that you can't juggle them all. You just have to decide which ones are glass and not let those ones fall. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's like, can't let the kids die. Those are glass, like for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, work depends on the day. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a felt ball and other days it's glass. Like my husband, you know what I mean? We kind of have to choose each day. Like, yeah. Where can we give ourselves grace? Cause we just can't do it all. And, and that's okay. And mm-hmm. and some days I do feel like I do it all. I'm like, fuck yeah. General contractor. You go girl. Like, <laughs> Paint is fucking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing I ask everyone on the podcast is where do you put yourself on the powerful lady scale? If zero is average everyday human and 10 is the most powerful lady you can imagine, where would you put yourself today and on average? I mean, is it weird that I was like, I'm a 10? 
No. Um, not because I'm great, but because I'm raising a two-year-old daughter and I have to be a 10 for yeah. her. Like mm-hmm. I'm, not, I have to, I have to, and I do, I make mistakes all day. Like in the car, she was screaming today and I'm like, Gigi, you need to stop yelling. And then after she's like, mom, I need you to say sorry to me because it's not nice to yell at people. And I'm like, you're right. And like, I felt shitty for a second, but then I was like, I've taught her enough about apologies that she knows that we can rectify this and that adults aren't above saying sorry. That was really an important lesson for me to teach her that I'm not a superior that can't say sorry. I want to show her when I make mistakes that I'm human and I'll apologize. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to chalk this up as a win. Did I yell at my daughter? Yeah. But did she tell me to apologize? Yeah. And I'm kind of stoked on that, you know, like. And that's worth more points. Yeah, that's more (laughs) points. Honestly, some days I I feel like I have to go to bed every night and be like, I'm a 10 for her and for my Mm -hmm. son, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and for my husband and for me, like I'm showing up every day and that's the best I can do. So I don't know why I wouldn't get a 10. (laughs) When I stop showing up, that's when it goes down. But as long as I'm there and I'm present for the most part and I'm acting out of love and light, Mm -hmm. then I get a 10. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best I could do, you know? Did Is that having, weird? I'm like, self-worth. no, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I, I really want to submit all the answers to like a psychologist to, to analyze them because huh. people are all over the map. Interesting. Some people are say, like r- ranking this as really low that I would never, if I was judging yeah. them, there are people who are like, I'm a 20 and I'm yeah. like, great, go. Yeah. Good for you. And like the, the logic behind everyone's choices, because every powerful lady shares why they pick their number. Yeah. I never ask why. Interesting. But everyone always. Justify it. Yes, they always do. So it's really interesting to see how yeah. it shakes out. That is, that, I mean, I, I immediately in my head was like my daughter and I'm still feeding my son off my body. Like, how could I not yes. be powerful? Like, yeah, no, I'm his sole provider physically. So I have to be strong. Well, and that's why I don't understand why in the U.S. we've decided like to laugh at the face of like true maternity leave. Uh-huh. Oh my if God. you're a human cow, why are you forced to do any other job? I, I mean, it's insane. And yeah, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that like I'm a, a breastfeeding mama. Like my boob is always out. Like to my brother's <laughs> dismay, he was just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to say it because no one else is. It's still a boob. You got to put it in. I'm like, bro. My son's hungry. Just like leave the room. I don't know what to tell you, you know? Um, <laughs> and he's a big guy and he doesn't love food. He just loves milk. And I'm like, it, I mean, if I were to clock the hours. Oh yeah. Five a day, probably like collectively mm-hmm. is a lot to have yeah. like a hungry little monster on me who I love more than anything, but still right. Like, yeah. And then just to be expected to do everything else on top of it. It's, it is wild. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting wild. for, I'm surprised I haven't seen this yet. Like I want a woman to take a photo of like the baby breastfeeding and like the laptop on top of the kid and like all the things. Cause like uh, all the time, right? all the time am I emailing with a little boob sucker on me constantly. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how else I get work done if I didn't do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm like, I can hold him with one hand and like now he's big enough where you like can sit up and, oh, I can do everything breastfeeding except for driving, which my mom says my aunt used to do, but that's another story. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, that's that's where I come from, these powerful Greek women that, mm-hmm. yeah. Just strap them on, keep going. Yeah, keep going. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a different era. I do not think that was a good idea, but <laughs> my mom's like, oh yeah, your aunt used to always drive and breastfeed. I'm like, Fuck. I think she also breastfed <laughs> till like 
my cousins were way too old, but you know, it's, it was the old country way. So what can I say? It's pretty funny. So how does a woman who is so in tuned to the relationships and how valuable they are and who you are for people and being just really intentional to your commitments and what matters to you, how do you pivot to being obsessed with Bravo? Oh my God. That's like my escape, right? It's so fun. (laughs) And I'm just like, people are like kind of surprised by it. I'm like, no, I was a sociology major. I love watching the psychology of this. Oh yeah. And I like love drama. I'm not very dramatic in terms of like relationships. I never get in fights with people. Like that's Mm -hmm. not my MO, you know? So I think I, I live vicariously through them. I'm like, I'm never going to like cuss a bitch out, but I want to see someone do it. You know, like I just think it's fun. I like the relationships. I like the glam. Mm-hmm. I like the fashion. I like the cities. Like, I mean, it's endless. It is so oh, yeah. enjoyable for me. And it really is like breaking down psychology. I, I, mm-hmm. I enjoy people a lot. And I'm like, yeah, not that like trash TV makes me like a people person, but I do. I enjoy <laughs> like watching their relationships and analyzing them. And yeah. And like, on the podcast, I think it's fun because we bring a little humor to it and like, mm-hmm. don't take ourselves too seriously, but it is for us. It's like loving Bravo, talking about what they're wearing, mm-hmm. talking about their glam. It's I've loved Bravo for a long time. And anybody that's like in the trenches is just like, yeah, it's like, once you take a bite, you're in it. You know, <laughs> do you like Bravo? I I have not gotten sucked in, no, but that's mostly because when all of the good shows were starting, Mm-hmm. I was living in Europe. So mm-hmm. I missed like I missed four years of American pop culture. Yeah. And when I came back, it was like already this like crazy machine. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what happened to TV while I was gone? Yeah. Like right. that's a little too scary to like I'm afraid to jump in because there's yeah. no opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a big, it's a big hole to jump into. And like <laughs> honestly, I don't even watch scripted television. Like I'm always like, oh, this is fake. Like yeah. and yet reality to me is like can't get more raw and real than those ladies. You know, I, I, I can't explain it, but I fucking love it. It's have, fun too. It's just an escape. Have you nerded out and seen any of them in Orange County? Um, so have I not yet. My cousin goes to school with like her kids all go to school with one of the main OC housewives. And Lately, I've like we have a Bravo text chain, obviously, like as all good girlfriends should. And and bitch says says when you see like a housewife in the wild, it's like boots on the ground. And we've had more boots on the ground between like the seven of us the last two months than ever mm-hmm. before. So they are out, they're out in the wild, mm-hmm. they're filming, they're here. I mean, it is it's full on. I, I don't even my husband called me outside Cardona and he's like they're filming housewives and I thought you'd want to know. And I'm like, I do want to know. Go up to a yes. producer and ask him who's filming and yeah. what they're doing. And he did. And he reported back like a great husband would. And, oh, and I, so, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're here. I have boots on the ground telling me they're going to coffee shops, donut shops, restaurants. One of our friend's mm-hmm. moms was in the background of a restaurant scene. Like, so it's just good. fun. We love it. We text all day. Like, throughout the week about anything Bravo that comes up. And it's just like light. We're all moms. We all work. We all need like a little break. And you know what it is to me? It's our mother's soap operas. Oh yeah. Stories. Mm -hmm. Yes. But luckily we don't have to like sit home in the middle of the day. Like that wouldn't work. Right now we have like on demand and Bravo app and like we can watch them at 10 o'clock at night in bed. I eat meat, you know, (laughs) my husband's like, what are you watching? I'm like, 
Atlanta, you know, (laughs) Um, but it's fun. It really is. It's like a very guilty pleasure that I enjoy and don't apologize for because then, you know, I could be like doing a lot worse, right? (laughs) You could, you could. Yeah. Uh, My ex was in one of the episodes because he was a server. So if you want to scoop, he might be a great guest in the podcast. Wait, was it Orange County? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's so interesting. And did he sign all the things and I'm sure he did because yeah. he's, he's he's on the show and you and like I don't know you if see they, him yeah you see him and he's like take, he's talking to them a little bit taking their order and stuff and so he loved it and we were <laughs> actually we were in Napa running a race and he's getting all these texts like did I just see you on oh Real my Housewives? god wow and he was he didn't know if he would have made the cut or not sure. for the show. I mean, you would have thought I was on the, on oh. this trip with a celebrity. Did you celebrity. see my episode? Did you see oh my, my episode? God. Oh, hey, oh my everyone. God. I'm in episode 146 or whatever. Shut the- up. That is amazing. Oh, he, yeah. He loved it. Loved That's it. That's so good. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone wants their five minutes some way, somehow. Well, I think I he also it. liked to have, like, seeing how it actually happened on the back end. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, definitely production, right? Like, mm-hmm. cameras everywhere, signing waivers, like, setting yeah. it all up. It's it's a full-blown. That's cool. It's good for yeah. him. Fun. And to your point, they go to real places, and yeah. when they show up, it's how do they not mess up everything else for this business? Because yeah. They could real fast. Well, I know with my friend's mom, the she goes to the restaurant all the time and the owner had reached out to her like the week before yeah. and said, they're filming on this night. Do you guys want to come in? So it was oh. definitely like some planning. Yeah. You yeah. know, it wasn't just like spur of the moment. Um, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> um, but it's fun. It's really fun to watch. So yeah, we dive into all things Bravo and then we talk about beauty products, which we love. And honestly, I'd love my friends are like sending me pictures of all the recommendations that we make. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fun. You know, I really do. It's only things I love. So I like talking mm-hmm. about them and then they're buying them and being like, oh, I really like this too. So it's a fun hobby, I guess. Um, Have you guys set up your like buy it from us page yet? No. Okay. We're, we're shitty influencers. Yeah. Cause I'm like, no, you, we immediately, we need to set up a website for you. We can link all your Amazon products or whatever the affiliates yeah. are. Cause you probably, you're missing out on pro- a couple, minimum a couple hundred dollars a month, probably. In I'm kickbacks. sure. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And like this, my friend works at an agency and and she's like, yeah, I talked to the podcast agent. And she was just like, you need to build like a social media presence. And like, that's yeah. how you're going to get more followers. And for me, like, that's so vulnerable. I'm like, what? You want me to go on Instagram and like TikTok? And <laughs> it's like now, like, I'm like on my phone. It's like reminders, post on social media. But like, talk uh-huh. about, I'd rather be heard than seen. So I just have mm-hmm. to kind of like rip that mandate off. And it feels very yeah. vulnerable to be like, I'll tell you all about anything, you know, and like, you want to see a picture of me? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. (laughs) Well, I think there's so many options with the podcast too, where because it's the podcast, not you, there's like more options to hide behind some other things. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. good to hear. Well, they're just like, how could you be like recommending things? And we don't know that we don't know who you are. Like, how do we trust your opinion. I'm like, because if you listen, you'll just realize we have good opinions and good taste. Like, come on, it's going to speak for itself. And part of me does feel like that. And then the other parts, like I have to, I know we're like running over and I'll never forget this girl. I was in drama class when I was like 19 and she was fucking killing it and hustling and hustling and hustling. And I was like, man, you're like 
really going after it and you're doing so well. And like, you're waking up at 6am and like hitting the streets. Like you hustle. And I'm like, I don't, I told you that. I'm like, I don't think I do. And like, I want it. I'm not lazy. I like to work, Mm -hmm. but I just like, didn't have that same kind of veracity that she did. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm hustle. She's like, but you're flow. Yeah. So don't worry about it. And I'm like, kind of always leaned into that. Like I'm a little (laughs) bit more flow. So I need to incorporate some hustle, but I also am who I am and I'm more of like yeah. the flow state. So I'm hoping to marry the, the two a little bit more and like get after it. And and I don't like, yeah, I would say be in flow and then just think about like, hmm, how do I be in flow and tell people? How do I be in flow and make money? Because especially the affiliate pieces or the links to Amazon and where to find something. It's pretty easy to like put that together. And even if you just said, guys, here's our Google spreadsheet. Like, yeah. get it on our, here's the link in bio done. Doesn't have to be complicated. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We have link in bio, but no mm-hmm. affiliates. Like yeah. no, like, you know, we just got to connect them. Thank you. This is motivating. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. It. Yeah. It's like, this is me not be able to help myself. Like I yeah, that's not business coach. <laughs> that's why you're good at what you do. Yeah. It's a little crazy. No, it's um, good. Well, I'm just so glad that you said yes to spending time with me today and sharing your just really powerful perspective on how to make all the things work that matter to you. I'm also glad that I have a new uh, resource for fashion and beauty because those are the two areas that I always put last, especially when they're for me. And I love fashion. I used to work in fashion. Mm -hmm. and But I'm so oriented towards the getting things done piece. Mm Mm-hmm. I use um, Danae, who we met yeah. through, who does my hair. And sometimes I feel bad telling people that Danae does my hair because I'm not a good representation. Always. You have beautiful like, hair. Thank you. But there are days when I'm like, Danae doesn't want me to tell people today. Oh. <laughs> but I would tease her because I'm like, Danae, I'm like, I'm, you know, how I look at business is like, all right, what are the, what are the steps to like do to things to be great? And when I think about beauty or hair or just some of these like tips to like look effortless. I'm like, I feel like people tell people steps five through 10 and never tell us zero mm-hmm. through five because mm-hmm. I'm like, and I, I would ask today, and she's like, dude, this is this. I'm like, hold on. Let's start at the basics. Yeah. Like what should my shampoo be? Yeah. How should I be washing my hair? That's my best friend. That's mm-hmm. my best friend. It's yeah. one steps one through five. Yeah. And, and she goes, wait, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. My other friend called me and said, what do you mean I need to shave my face? Yeah. I'm like, you do. We all should be. And I'm going to tell you how. And she's like, can you post a video? And I'm like, that's a lot yeah. for me. But like, everybody mm-hmm. will love it. I'll show you the razor. It's yeah. so easy. Your skin will glow. Your makeup will go on. It takes two minutes and you'll never yeah. be happier. And yeah. she's just like, just show us. Show us. Well, yes. Tell us the basics, right? Because we assume, like sometimes Sharon and I are so into it that we assume mm-hmm. everybody's like, no, but I like paring things down. I like mm-hmm. saying like, buy this, use yeah. it on your face in the morning. You'll love it. It doesn't have to be, you know, some things we recommend are yeah. like $180. Other are yeah. like a snail mucin, like mucus. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. It's $20 what? on Amazon and it will make you like a glow, glowy, dewy goddess. I use it everywhere. Yeah. Okay. For so, 20 yeah. bucks. You can't fuck it up. It's like stuff like that. It's fun. It's just like a fun, cheeky podcast. And we hope we're like, helping a little bit along the way. 
I think you're not giving yourselves enough credit because I'm already thinking if, if this whole snail thing has opened up for me that you guys might not be making podcast episodes fast enough for people like me to consume. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I was raised by a mother who's like Maybelline mascara, razor, deodorant, bye. Yeah. And I was like, wait, no, I know that there are more things. Yeah. What don't we know? We don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we are, we are your, she's Mexican and I'm Greek and we're your Mexican and Greek mothers. Like to this day, my mom will go, are you wearing mascara? Your eyes always look a little bit better when you have mascara on. I'm like, dude, I'm just like, okay, great. And she's the most complimentary person ever, but she does not forget to remind me that I also need a little lipstick. Okay. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm here just to remind you, you feel a little drab, put a little lipstick on. No big deal. You know, (laughs) no big deal. No big deal. All right. I love it. And now when I'm going to, I've always wanted to make the book, Things My Mother Didn't Tell Me. Uh Uh-huh. And I think I now know that we're going to have to, you're going to have to be a consultant in this book because. I have some things. You, Yeah. I think that maybe you should just write the book. And so I can read it at this point. I'll do a chapter (laughs) in your book. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. I love it too. Well, again, thank you so much for being here today. Um, This has been such a treat and I hope that we get to see you in in real life again. Me too. Ditto. Oh, thank you. The best. All the links to connect with Jackie and the Beauty Bags and Bravo podcast are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And also, huge request, please leave us a rating and review. They are so critical for podcast visibility. Come join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, please visit caraduffy.com or cara underscore duffy on Instagram. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then... I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.